You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash unfiltered. Ulysses, two shows left, two shows left before the new year. So that's right. Hey, Locked on Rays listeners, if you're clamping for more content, you could go to patreon.com slash unfiltered, or just listen to all our old episodes. Go way back into the archives and, and go from there. So, See, um, you know what? If you have enough time during Christmas break, people, you could, and, and you want to just get us with a good email, say, hey, you were wrong on July 30th. You mm-hmm. were wrong on August 7th. And you were terribly wrong on September 13th. Uh, go back and listen to our, our, our thoughts and, 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 and what we thought was going to happen because maybe we were way off base. I mean, as everything, we, we don't really, you know, keep a tab on how many times we're wrong and right, but right. I'm pretty sure we're wrong a lot of times. That's a great segment. Just you're wrong. The you're wrong <laughs> segment. Point out all yes. the times we were wrong from the 2020 <laughs> season. I'm sure there was more than a handful with that. But on today's show, we're going to do a special mailbag segment. We got a lot of comments and questions and observations from the great listeners out there. So without further ado, let's dive right on into them. This first one from our good friend, Melissa Herrera. She says, uh, hi guys, if Santa could bring the Rays current only one player contract or extension, uh, extension, who would you pick? I'd like to hear both of your answers. Merry Christmas and happy new year. Oh man. My answer is, is not exciting at all. She's going to hate me. Uh, Wonder Franco. Aaron Sleegers. Okay. <laughs> Does that count I'm, though? He's, he's oh. on the 40 man, but he hasn't played in a raised uniform per se. Ah, there's a wrinkle here. Okay. Okay, fine. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, look, man, after, you know, having Aram on the show, all the things that we've read on Wander, I'm like, okay, just get this guy his millions, like get him 10 years. He's going to do something special. You want this guy in the lineup for a decade. But if you're telling me that it has to be on the 26-man roster, woof, right. that is um, that's a good one. I, I don't know. I, I got a little bit upset with Glass now during the postseason. So mm-hmm. that, not him. Meadows, kind of a down year. Uh, Adamas, is he going to be switched or stay in, in shortstop or traded? Uh, those three guys, I think, would, would have to be the answer. They all have negatives. They all have positives. If I have to pick one of those three, I think I would, I, I would go with uh, Meadows. I'd go with okay. Austin Meadows. You, you, need, you need the bat. Uh, I, I believe in reclamation projects more uh, with the race in, on the mound than with the bat. So if a guy can show that he can bat as Austin did in 2019, you want to keep that. 
That's a good point. Also, I did have Wander Franco as my pick, but I'm assuming that's not what Melissa <laughs> means. Just 10 year, $50 million deal. Here you go. Yeah. You're good. You're set. Uh, and I guess you're not picking Randy Rosarina because he's under control for, I mean, pretty much the next six years or so. So it doesn't really. And he's a little bit older too. So like you might, um, you know, get all the. You're the getting good him in your prime Randy. right now. Exactly. With him. Yeah. Uh, I also have Austin Meadows. I think that uh, oh. you could try to extend him after a down year, maybe get more mm-hmm. of a friendly, team friendly price. Also, you know, you look at the raised prospects and who they have. Uh, who they have on the come up aside from Wander Franco is I don't see like, I see a lot of yeah middle infield types and versatile guys, but I don't see a lot of guys that that, that can, and have shown the potential to bring you 280, 290 and 30 plus home runs. Right. And I think having that middle of the order bat and being able to stick it in every day and be like, okay, you and Brandon Lau, that's, that's your core. And I guess Randy to Rosarina, it's great to have kind of a triumvirate there. And if you could lock up Austin Meadows before he gets too expensive, or, you know, if he has a great year in 2021, I think it would make it tough to extend him from that position. So uh, it's funny. We're, we're pretty much on the same line with that. Wander Franco, <laughs> well, but again, not going to accept that answer. So Austin Meadows there. And I mean, with, I wouldn't say a pitcher because the Rays have just shown that they, they'll, they'll swap pitchers in and out. And, um, you know, this is what happens when we hang out too much. has not shown he can pitch over a full season, too. He has not shown yeah. it. Yeah, we're reading our we're reading our thoughts too much, man. This yeah. is what happens. Too many Zoom calls. Yeah, getting too much alike, I guess. Uh, yeah. How are we going to ever play poker again and, and bluff each other? And this is going to be ridiculous. When, oh, I'm once wearing sunglasses. Is done. All sunglasses. Sunglasses. Okay. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Good. Sunglasses, mask. You won't see any bit of oh, my face. Yeah. So you won't know my tail whatsoever because I do tend oh, I to love make this. a little smirk too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mask. Mask when we play poker again with everybody. Done. That'd be really fun, actually. So, yeah. okay. all right. We got to set that up. All right. Um, next question. Actually, questions from Zach Dab. Uh, he, uh, we're going to run through these quickly. He gives us like a five part question, which I love and appreciate more content for us. Uh, so let's run through these here. Uh, first off, who do you think is more likely to be starting in the outfield by the end of the season? Brett Phillips or Manny Margot? Manny Margot. I agree that, uh, Brett Phillips is basically, he's a bit player. He's a reserve. Uh, don't see him as a starter necessarily. Uh, second, which do you think happens first? The Bucks winning a Super Bowl or the Rays winning a World Series? Well, seeing as I would only enjoy the 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 Super Bowl for about 15 minutes, uh, <laughs> uh, and the Rays winning a World Series, I would enjoy for a long time. I would go with the Rays. So, but this this isn't your. How would you feel? It's who do you think? What do you think happens first? Do you still think that happens first? The Rays winning a World Series before the Bucks winning a Super Bowl. Well, Tom, the Tom question Brady's is, what, what makes you feel better? That that wasn't the question from Zach here. You know what? I I, I turned it into that in my head. Um, okay, with what happens? What happens first? Tom Brady's here for two years, right? Two years, presumably. Yes. Uh, okay. Well. Uh, I don't like the I don't like the answer that's coming up in my head, but I think maybe the Bucks. I would say the Bucks. I think the Bucks. First yeah. off, they've already won one in their history, so they've gotten that mantle off the ground. Second, yeah, uh, what as the Rays currently stand, I do not see them as a World Series team in twenty twenty one. No, 
And no. the the Bucks look like I mean the Bucks have I mean I guess two shots at it right now. They've got to make the playoffs and qualify for the playoffs first, but anything can happen. I just think it's has has there been a team in baseball outside of the Marlins in the last 20 years that they can show on a shoestring budget of winning the World Series? I don't know if that's NFL has a salary cap and more parity and and I feel yeah. like that makes it more conducive to having different world series or different Super Bowl winnings as opposed to different World Series winners year in and year out. And again, the Rays have gotten close, but just that that extra little bit, if they had that extra twenty million dollars that they'd be willing to spend. Which they do. They just don't want to spend. Everybody. They do have that extra twenty million. Actually they have extra fifty million. They just don't want to spend it. Yeah. I, I will say I'd be happy either way, Bucks or Rays winning a Super Bowl or World Series. Okay, thirdly, have you watched, have either of you watched The Mandalorian? And if so, what do you think about it? I know the answer for Kevin, which is a resounding exclamation point, no. You'd be correct. Uh, but, my, <laughs> but my answer is yes. I've, I've only watched two episodes. I've kind of had it on my list for a long time, but everybody keeps talking about it. So I started watching it, I think last week. Um, and I watched the first two episodes and then Twitter was like all about, I guess the series finale. And so I had to kind of step away from the Twitter machine because mm. I didn't want to get spoiled for 24 hours. So, um, it's been, uh, you know, walking down treacherous waters for, for a little bit, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. The first two episodes It's good. I'm going to keep watching. So is it on Disney plus? How do you access mm-hmm. this thing? Okay. Yeah, it's Disney only on plus. Disney plus. So if yeah. you have. It's not on well, HBO, I mean, and I can't find it on Netflix or whatever. I uh, we, we all got our ways. Okay, I understand. I, I get what you're <laughs> cooking over there. No, I, I have not watched The Mandalorian. I am not a big Star Wars person. I should say, actually, I've never gotten into Star Wars because I don't know if I've ever really got given it much of a chance. I probably should with all this downtime and quarantine and COVID and everything like that. And all I do is rewatch the same series and series over and over again. So... Maybe I should give it a shot. Do you have to be like a real Star Wars insider to watch this thing? Or would I get the gist of it within the first couple episodes? I don't know if I need to do like I mean, a, uh, the, a book report the, first to really to really get into this show. I mean, you don't have to be, a, 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 a you know, a, an expert on Star Wars, a theologian uh, or something like that for, okay. for you to understand the Mandalorian. I, it, it, it would be nice because you understand the characters and like, you know, the, the, the names, I think, help and and you know the setting but um i think you can just go cold turkey who or what is a mandalorian i have had i i think it's just a character who looks like boba fett but that's all i know because i've only seen two episodes it sounds like uh one of those like candle holders or something like mandalorian put it up on the mandalorian baby baby. did you get the mandalorian they were out of mandalorians did you get didn't have mandalorian Should have no, gone to Lowe's. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. So, yeah, maybe I will. Well, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to find a uh, secret feed to watch that show. Maybe give it a shot <laughs> there. Uh, okay. Fourth from Zach. Who of these is most likely to win MVP next season? Uh, Ray's MVP or league MVP? He'll take either answer. Brandon Lau, Austin Meadows, Randy Rosarina, Tyler Glass now, or sleeper pick Yoshi Susugo. Zach is uh, picking up what I put down uh, three months ago when I said Yoshi. Oh, if you go back uh, to July 22nd episode, I said Yoshi Sutsuko would be the team MVP. 
that was a resounding failure uh, on my part. Uh, but you know what? Thank you, Zach, for keeping this alive. I'm going to go with Yoshi. I think a 162-game season will give him plenty of time to adapt, and it'll give plenty of time for Kevin Crash to get, you know what? This guy needs more regular at-bats than one on Monday, three on Thursday, two on Sunday. Just give him – he's a professional. He's been a professional for plus decade. He's a team captain. He had um, the most home runs in the last four years in, in the Japanese uh, league. It doesn't matter if it's quad A, if it's less than MLB. He was the guy in that league. So give him a shot, a real shot, not seven at-bats per week. And I think a 162-game season will allow Kevin um, – crash to do that so yeah i'm gonna go with the the sleeper pick yoshi okay so what kind of numbers are yoshi is yoshi presenting to the table in 2021 i'd assume they'd have to be really really good numbers to unseat or overpower lao meadows rosarena glasno etc i think a 25 bomb season with a 260 average that'd be nice that would be very nice by yoshi and I know you're saying, well, that doesn't look like, you know, uh, the the league MVP. Well, you know, Britton Lau has gotten hurt. Austin Meadows has gotten hurt. Randy, we've seen him for, what, 29 games, uh, you know, or 30 games, right. whatever it was. I'll, I'm going to take my, 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 my shot here with, with uh, a team captain. So really what you're saying, I, I don't hate the pick because I do think Yoshi is in store for a major bounce back. And, also, I've got a question about Yoshi. Is he, after his contract runs out with the Rays, does he become a free agent in baseball or is he under Rays control through arbitration? I I'm very confused about that because he's technically a, a rookie. free agent. Okay. Yes. But I think, it, I think he's been a, uh, a, I think, didn't Hideki Mitsui sign for three years and then re-signed with the Yankees? I think that's how it was. So no, okay. I think he becomes uh, a free agent, but you know, that's for another episode. Yes, that is. Uh, my pick, well, I guess with that, then you can't be too upset about the Nate Lowe trade then if this gives more opportunities for Yoshi Sutsugo and if you're confident that he's going to have an MVP season. We don't need Nate Lowe around here. What what purpose does he need to be on the team? I never knew how much hatred you had against Nate Lowe. I don't have never hatred knew. against him. I just think that... The Rays can replace his production internally with the current crop that they have. Uh, I'll go with Austin Meadows because he's actually shown to be previously team MVP for the Rays again. That's 2019. I would say something similar to that. And again, he didn't even play in a full, I mean, he did that in what? 135, 140 games, something like that. And who knows, maybe he would still play that same amount. Uh, depending on how many games are even played this year, but um, Brandon he Lau, he's in only- twenty nineteen when he was actually on fire. So yeah, I mean yeah. more power to you. Yeah, yeah. So he has at least has shown a uh, you know full season track record from that perspective. Um, and finally, from Zach, he says, uh, actually, finally and most importantly, any chance we bring back Chris Archer? Give this Chris Archer fan a little holiday hope here. Merry <laughs> Christmas. You know what? Merry Christmas, Zach uh, and, and Melissa. Um, yeah. Uh, if there, again, like I said earlier, if there is a, a team in the major leagues that has proved time and time again that they can claim 
these guys that seem to have nothing left in the tank and boom, they succeed on the mound. That's the race. So why not? And like you said, I think a few episodes ago, wouldn't it be kind of funny for the pirates to know that we have meadows, we have glass. Now we had Boz and Oh, by the way, Archer's actually okay as a, as a fifth starter now. And you know what? As a as a clubhouse thing, as a little thing, I think uh, Archer was loved in the clubhouse. I think him and Blake had their tough love in the beginning. You know, Chris calling um, Snell out and, and Honeywell uh, in spring training a few years back. But I think, you know, Snell and, and Chris were best buds by the time that, that Chris got traded. So why not? So uh, Snell was the slap blank prospect in Archer's mind. before Xavier Um, Edwards was that in Snell's mind, I guess. Indeed. Indeed. No, I I think, you know, they need pitching depth. They need need pitching depth. And Chris Archer, if they somehow fix him, and if he somehow comes back to pitch in a major league game, I mean, give him a shot. I don't, I think a minor league contract would be just right. Yeah, minor league contract, invite to the big league club and load it with incentives. And there you go. And I think, look, if you give anybody, a, I'm okay with giving anybody a minor league contract or even a, a throw $2 million. I mean, to get, you can give a lot of guys a walk a deal. I'd, yes. I'd be pretty much okay with it from that perspective. So, uh, yeah, don't, don't sell or get rid of that uh, raise or that Chris Archer raise Scherzer or Jersey just yet. Don't take it to Goodwill <laughs> or Salvation Army just yet because he may yeah. be brought back, although he could have a different number. Who knows about that? Um, next question before we take a breather here, uh, this from Ty McCann, email. He says, I was excited to hear Sam Fold got hired as the GM for the Phillies. I wish him well. But it got me thinking that the Rays connection in regards to important figures in other franchises is becoming more commonplace. It's present in the Dodgers, Astros, Red Sox, and now Phillies organizations as GMs, as well as the Twins, Nationals, Giants, Angels, Pirates, and Blue Jays as managers. Do you see this as a compliment to what the Rays have accomplished, or does this worry you as someone who roots for the team or both? I have to go with the last one, both. I, I think it's, it, it yeah. speaks to what's going on in the culture and then the corporate culture of, of the Rays organization that it does succeed and they're thinking the right way. I'm mean, not thinking the right way. That's the wrong way of saying it. Um, they are trying new things and they're not afraid to do so and they're not afa- uh, afraid to fail which is one of the biggest things that everybody is, right? Oh, I don't want to do it because yeah. I don't want to fail. Well, if you, if, you, if you try, then you know, oh, well, it works. Oh, no, it doesn't work. Now we can try something else or some part of it did. Um, right. I think that's great. But also, you know what? That's just a little special sauce. That's a Big Mac sauce, right? You don't want to tell all your secrets. And the secrets ultimately will be spilling out with so many people leaving the organization. A lot of other people are going to be picking at their brains and seeing what works, what doesn't. Uh, but lastly, I would say, you know, yes, it's, it seems like the Rays are everywhere. But, mm-hmm. you know, Sam Fold didn't only play with the Rays, you know. Uh, can Oakland say the same thing? Uh, Derek Shelton's only uh, uh, team wasn't the Rays. Can, can, they, can the Cleveland fans be like, well, Cleveland's everywhere. So, yes, right. a lot of people that had, uh, you know, some time with the Rays are everywhere. But it's, it's not their only club. 
Yeah, the baseball is, I mean, there's a lot of uh, reshuffling around and moving to different organizations. Really, you know, it's great that the Rays get recognition for what they do. If, if I have a concern or if I would be concerned, if anybody, it would be as a player that some of these other organizations are taking on the Rays approach to doing things for better yeah. or worse. So that maybe means less albatross contracts or less big contracts to guys, more platoons, not seeing pitchers go seven innings anymore, starting pitchers go seven innings and a lot more, uh, you know, it can, it can also be a good thing in some sense, but I also think that a lot of these owners look at the Rays and see, well, why can't we do what they do uh, on, on a shoestring budget or let much less of a budget? Why do we have to spend $150 million to get, fewer wins than the Rays when they're spending $50 million. So I think there's a lot of that going around in baseball, especially with uh, the pandemic coming through. So at the end of the day, I think, you know, this makes a guy like Scott Boris and his clientele unhappy going forward with that. But it's also good to see these other guys that have been working with the Rays get other opportunities. I mean, the list is getting long and long. You look at Mark, Matt Arnold with the Brewers, Heim Bloom with the Red Sox, James Click with the Astros, Andrew Friedman, of course, with the Dodgers, Sam Fold now. Uh, prop bet. I think Sam Fold will one day work in the Rays organization at some point. Uh, managers, Robert Baldelli, Gabe Kapler, Davey Martinez, Joe Madden, Charlie Montoya, and Derek Shelton. So the list goes prop on bet. and on. Yeah. Next race player to actually make the jump to the front office i already have a candidate matt duffy why matt duffy because he can't hit home runs because he can't can't hit a ball out of the ballpark to save his life he just signed a minor league deal with somebody i can't think of who it was though that's not happening um look he's a cerebral guy everybody said it in the clubhouse like he was just a really really smart guy wouldn't surprise me to see him make the jump from uh from being a player to getting into a front office and, and, and they, and, and the front office wanting that experience on, on a player from the field that was somewhat successful and, uh, and having that brain to pick on. So yeah, I would say Matt Duffy. I'll one up you. I'll say Charlie Morton would be the next guy as like a go between, between the front office and the on the field players that he's kind of the middleman there. And I think Charlie Morton is closer to retirement than Matt Duffy. But I think certainly both of those guys, if not more, Rays will wind up working in some capacity uh, in, in front office type jobs. All right, we'll get to some more of these questions. Great questions from you all out there. But first, are you ready for some football, college football heads in the bowl season? And there are some big matchups this weekend the nfl regular season is also finishing up with the playoff picture becoming more and more clear there is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust that is betonline.ag sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n for your 50 percent welcome bonus again 50 percent welcome bonus there's Every day there's games to bet on. A couple games I'm looking at for tonight, college football, Louisiana Tech and Georgia Southern. Uh, Georgia Southern favored by six and a half last time I checked on betonline.ag and Florida Atlantic in Memphis. Memphis favored by eight in that game. So don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive 50% 
uh, to receive that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the planet. We've told you this before. You should know it by now. And all their amazing flavors that they have, including their bevy of new flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, uh, crisp uh, to go along with their slew of original flavors too, like coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, the list goes on and on. Uh, here's what you need to know about Built Bars. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Taking a look at the flavor profile, uh, I've got the coconut almond in front of me and it reads 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams sugar, and just 5 grams net carbs. Pretty good numbers uh, from Built Bar there. Uh, Built Bar, we know you want some. Just do it. Just try them and you'll, I mean, I'm eating them like hotcakes now. They're, they're so good. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and that'll get you 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, Ulysses, continuing with our mailbag segment or mailbag episode on today's show. This one from Scott Nannan on Twitter says, what are the chances of acquiring Mike Fulton-Evich since he was DFA'd after his last start at Tampa last year? I think he'd be a good fit for the race. I mean, again... Wow, we had a lot of these kind of questions. Reclamation yeah. projects on the mound. Uh, again, the Rays do it best and wouldn't be surprised for, for them to be knocking on, on Fultonowitz's uh, agent's door and say, hey, what's it going to take? I don't think Fultonowitz, though, it's the kind of guy that the Rays would target. I mean, yes, they got Yarbrough, uh, but... I I I don't think that's the 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 way that they would attack a starting pitcher. Um, and besides, like you know, I, I know Waka got hit hard mm-hmm. last year, but there was something in Fultonowitz that after two starts, the Braves were like, "Okay, we're done. This is it." Yeah. And again, it hasn't. It, it's not like it was only those two starts in 2020. It was 2019 too. Let's not forget, wasn't he the one that was on the mound when uh, the 10 runs scored on the first inning of the game five of the NL, what, NLDS? Right. Wolf. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't think the race would f- pull the trigger, but if there's anybody that could maybe fix him or not fix, but use him adequately enough for him to be productive would be the race. Yeah, for sure. And it's kind of in that realm of if you sign a guy like Fultonavich, it is the minor league deal with invite uh, to camp and loaded with incentives. Look, the bigger issue with Fultonavich is you've got to figure out what's going on in his personal life and if he has any demons because there were swirling rumors, unsubstantiated rumors out there about possible drug use and things like that. Um Look, he lost a ton of weight between uh, last year and when he was an all-star in 2018. I mean, like, it looked like he might have lost 
40 pounds or something like that. He looked like a stick when he was pitching against the Rays. So is it something off the field? Does, is it a medical thing? It, it very well could be that. It could be a thyroid issue. Yeah. It could be a metabolism issue. And because of that, because he looked so weak on the mound, he was weak on the mound. I mean, he was before when he was, you know, fully himself and healthy a couple of years ago, he was throwing 95, 96. He was struggling to throw 90, yeah. 90 when he was pitching against the Rays. And, you know, when he was DFA'd, nobody opted, nobody else in baseball opted up to pick him on, uh, pick him up on waivers. So there's some, there's nothing, out there. there's nothing that I think highlights a red flag more lately for pitchers than a, dramatic decrease in in velocity when you see those mphs go down down even if it's like oh look but by 0.6 and you're like oh 0.6 is nothing um it's a lot in this world and but that wasn't full tenuous it was like a full five clips um in yeah. two years so that's i mean when the guy's throwing an 89 mile an hour yarbrough type fastball or not not even yarbrough he's throwing a jp howell right four seamer wolf um yeah you might want to have to check the tires on that real closely uh for the record his wife this might be the we we've heard about trop lighting stories and some interesting theories surrounded about that uh as questions swirled about fulton and possible drug use uh his wife i think her name is Brittany, she chalked up her husband's slim figure due to poor lighting in St. Petersburg, as well as his struggle to keep weight on during the offseason. That might be a first, that the lighting at, at the Trop is slimming? Okay. Dude, I, I got to get myself to the Trop stat. Uh, look, I don't know, man. Uh, look, there must be something going on. That is the most ridiculous excuse. Um, that's like that Friends episode. Where, you know, like, wow, Monica, you were so fat back then. She's yeah. like, the camera adds 10 pounds. How many cameras are on you? Um, you know, it's right. <laughs> the lights don't do this much. Yeah, it, do, it doesn't make, look, uh, it didn't make Jose Alvarado look like Mario Lopez or something like that. So, no, he clearly <laughs> that's the best, lost that's a ton the of best weight. simile you can make, Mario Lopez. Oh, my God. Yeah, somebody, out. somebody find a picture of uh, Fultonevich uh, not in the trough and see if he's uh, there. You go, still skinny and frail. Look, players, maybe I, I don't know what he looked like. I can't remember what he looked like in that playoff run, but that might have damaged him. It might have been something along the lines of like, I don't know how I get back from this, and you find other ways to again. Cope. Again, this is just totally we, speculation, but. Well, we, we we saw with Alvarado, right? I mean, if something gets into your head and something's going on in your personal life and you're like, why is this guy not getting it? Well, it's because his mother's right. sick in another country and he can't get medicine yeah. to her. Like, that's why. Uh, you know, people, these are human beings and they're going through things just like mm-hmm. us uh, with a bigger wallet, whatever. But that doesn't mean that their problems are not as uh, as big to them as our problems that are to us. So, uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, it, it happened to Cease Sabathia. He might be one of the the bigger cases, and that's exactly. not a joke I just made. But you know, he was having alcohol issues after after the death of his father. Went to rehab and everything like that, and finally got back on track. By the way, I mean, he looks he looks in better shape than he ever did in his playing career. Ridiculous. He looks like he's, a machine now. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like that's that's for a whole other episode. But I don't get it, man. 
I think it was because he he quit the sauce. I think that that was the first step to to helping himself there. Okay, this next question uh, from one of our sister podcasts, Locked On A's. Uh, I think Jason Burke is the host of that. Saying right. which team will the Rays be swindling in a trade next? <laughs> I don't know. Probably somebody that need, that needs pitching, right? So Angels. Yeah. Um, maybe. Well, they, they've had a couple of good trades with the Mariners, so maybe the Mariners there. I don't, I, I'll say somebody in the AL West uh, just to to keep the rivalry going there with uh, locked on A's. Yeah, we're we're coming to get you, AL West. We're gonna poach some guys. Yeah, I also believe it could be either the Mariners or the Angels or another pick, the Mets, with their uh, they've got a little bit of uh, new owner itis there. With I mean, you know, maybe they sure. try to go out and make a big trade and trade with Steve Cohen and get money back. Just just Steve, just give us money. Give a hundred mil, hundred mil. You know who's friends with Steve Cohen? Actually, it's our buddy Austin Holloway. Oh yeah, they they did. Uh, Cohen gave him a shout out on right. Twitter. We'll see how much uh, how that keeps up. If Steve Cohen keeps interacting with fans once the Mets, you know, if and when they start losing ninety ninety five hundred games in a season, we'll see how how fun Twitter is for Steve Cohen. It's fun <laughs> right now. It's great when you're just throwing money around, but wait till the struggles actually happened something tells me uh things will trade uh change from that perspective um okay this next question an email from walter rosado uh he says uh th- this question regarding willie adamas with Wa- uh wander franco coming up soon do you think they would flip willie or keep him as a multi-position player i don't want to see him leave but i think they could possibly get something for him I think they can possibly get probably mid-range starting pitcher prospect, but with Diaz at third and Kiermaier at center, both who are injury prone, I think it wouldn't be a bad idea to keep him and try him at that at those positions. Okay. I think if Willie is not the guy that gets the extension, he is gone by the time Wander is um, called up. Uh, or... Or they keep them together for one season. They see, okay, Wander get get third for your rookie year. Willie stays while they try to work out a deal for Willie. And then the next season, when Wander is ready to go a whole year, then they put him in shortstop and they trade Willie. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess the question is, when are they going to call up Wander? We have put out there that they would call him up in late 2021. So you wouldn't be able to trade Willie Adamas by then. Correct. Uh, I think they they would play him together for a year or two, quite frankly. Willie Adamas is still under control for, he's not going to be in his first year of arbitration. Yeah, uh, 25, I think. Either way, a long time away. But I think first year of arbitration, I want to say, might be in 2022. Either way, he should be pretty controllable. And I think that I will say, as long as Willie Adamas is in a raised uniform, I don't think he's moving off the shortstop position. So I think if they called up Wander, that they would stick him at third or maybe yeah. even put him at second, move him around with all the shifting and everything. It really, at the end of the day, doesn't matter all that much. Um, and maybe you can also use Franco as a defensive or offensive replacement in later innings where, okay, we're going to sub out Willie Adamas 
take the strikeouts out of the lineup, put one. I don't like that at short. Okay. You, you just like Once, leaving Adamas in the whole game. No, I, I know. I, I, I don't want Wander to ride the bench. No, ever. I'm not saying he would rise the, ride the bench. I'm, I'm saying he would start the game at third and then seventh inning comes around. You want a pinch hitter and then you move Franco, 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 whatever to shortstop. And then you okay. substitute that. Okay. Yeah. Cause I don't want him to be called up and not get at bats. Like if, if this guy is a generational talent, he's starting, I don't care if it's starting a short third base, second base, just you starting wander. So uh, yeah. he, he should not play second fiddle to not even Willie Adams. No. Yeah. I, I think it'd be one of those things though, where you can easily, it'd be a great to have left side of the infield, Willie Adams and, and wander yeah. Franco. I mean, you put yeah. Franco at third and, and maybe you get Diaz off his feet a little bit, put him at first, put him at DH, um, and, and be creative with that a little bit. I think that would certainly work out. I think the only issue about that is if your intention is to have Wander playing shortstop for the long term, if he's only really playing third base or second base or anywhere other than shortstop, how comfortable is he going to be moving back to shortstop after not getting the reps at that position exactly. for maybe a year and a half? But again, he is a, an otherworldly talent, so he might be a guy that you can just slip in there and they do pregame reps with him and postgame reps with him and things of that nature. Uh, Walter also asked about uh, who another catcher the Rays would bring in. Uh, he says, I would love to bring back Casali or possibly Ramos and give them a try again. Or maybe we trade Snell to the Dodgers for their catching prospect Ruiz. What catchers would the Rays like to get? Okay. Another good Ooh, question. I like Walter. that one. Cabert Ruiz is a good name. He's a good name. I like that one. And um, it, it would take kind of a pretty penny because I think the, the Dodgers really like Ruiz. So, so maybe a couple of prospects that we all yeah. enjoy talking about for the future for the Rays. Uh, Slab Blank and another one. Um, yeah, but no, that's that's a good name. Uh, again, Casale, uh, Ramos, Contreras. Um, and we, we've, we've talked about the names that we want, but I don't think none of those are happening. I think uh, Rays fans have to get uh, used to having Zunino as a starter, as the starter for 90, 110 games for 2021. And the other guy, will it be Odom? Will it be a Chris Herman type? Will it be a Kevon Smith? That's the kind of names that the Rays are going after. If you know a catcher's name and you know what they can provide, those are not the types of catchers that the Rays will sign for 2021. It's going to be somebody that you don't know. Yes, most likely. Or acquiring a guy by trade. And the Dodgers already have Will Smith and I believe Austin Barnes still on the team. And uh, the Rays uh, and Dodgers have done catching business before. The Dodgers did give them Travis Darnot for a hundred grand, so that yes, also worked again. out. And maybe the connections with Andrew Friedman uh, might merit a trade. But again, it's got to be a team that is very happy with what they have at the big league level and might have three, four catchers in their stable and wouldn't mind parting with uh, a catching prospect like Ruiz. So that, that good certainly, one. I do like that Ruiz. is. Yeah, it's a really I good one, Walter. Thank you for that. Yeah, we haven't really heard that name. So, uh, and if uh, if David Price sits out the season, maybe they will need a starting pitch. 
Maybe they will and, need a lefty. And uh, I think so. Ruiz is getting the advance necessary right now in the Venezuelan Winter League. So um, good, good for Ruiz and the Dodgers yeah. for giving him that, that opportunity right now. There's also been talk about the Rays trying to add a left-handed compliment to Mike Zanino and on the free agent market. The only lefty catcher I see is Jason Castro. And again, we know his name. So the Rays probably will not sign him from that standpoint. (laughs) Uh, Last question we have from Austin Holloway. Uh, He says, truthfully, what do you guys feel is our window? I feel like we're witnessing a prime in Rays baseball history more significant than the 2008, early 2010s run, in my opinion, with the likelihood of making back-to-back World Series and winning has got to be slim. Do you feel like 2021 is our year, or do we have to see some of these touted prospects come up before we take home the crown for the first time in franchise history, or does it happen in the 2020s at all? Oof. Loaded question, Austin. Austin yeah. does give good questions, but they're usually loaded <laughs> with landmines here. Uh, so I'll try to navigate as best as I can. Austin, I I, um, I think the window of opportunity, like I've said, it, you know, take the Texas Rangers, for example. They were a massive tank for five out of six years, five out of seven years, something like that, from like 2010 to like 2016. Five great uh, multiple ninety win seasons, back to back World Series runs, fall short, and then that's it. You're you're done, and and now you're a joke, right? Everybody, Aram even said, yeah, the Texas Rangers that that farm system is a joke. They're they're not going anywhere, and now they traded for Nate Lowe, and they gave out two really good pieces in their poor farm. Um, so that's how quickly it can turn. I don't think the Rays window of opportunity with their budget is going to be longer than five years. The issue is when did that window start? 2018? Because if it's 2018, three out of those five years are gone. If you're telling me, oh, it's longer than five years. Well, how much longer? Seven years? Okay. Well, then three of those seven years are gone and now you're rest with four. You have to subtract three out of every span a uh, window span that you're you're thinking about. Oh, it's 10 years? Well, I don't think, <laughs> unless you're the Yankees or the Dodgers, uh, no other team has a 10-year window of, uh, of just consist- con- consistently winning. So that's the first question. How long do you think is the window? I don't think it's, it, it's going to be longer than six. So the most that the Rays have is the next three years. So really the wander franco era it's got to be in the wander franco era at some point for them to be able to pull this thing off i don't think they're winning it in 2021 as the team is currently set i don't see 2021 now maybe 2022 where those prospects get some action under their belt and we see how they perform but there's way too many unknowns as of right now and i think what really hurts is not i know it's People might not think about this, but not having Yanni Torinos, that extra arm mm-hmm. that can give you maybe 150 plus innings. We got to remember, this could be a full season, 130 to 160 yeah. games. Who's going to fire off all these innings? Again, yes. Thank you, Kevin, because most people are, are, are just spotlighting the catching position because as race fans, we are going to be forever hunted by the you-know-who you and what could have been. And, and it just the revolving door of mediocrity at the plate from the catching position, except for maybe a couple of guys. Um, so this is why we're highlighting it as race fans. But I'm more worried about the pitching. 
I've never been worried about the pitching and the pitching depth as a race fan ever. It's always been there. Maybe when they got, you know, ex Fausto Carmona and I was like, okay, what are they doing here? Um, you know, that year. Okay. And Alex Colome was a rookie. So they were trying him as, as a starter and all that. But you know, since that year, right. The Rays have, I mean, honestly, since, oh, wait, the, the pitching has just been the, the backbone of this organization. And it's, where is it now? A lot of them are injured, so you can't really fault them. But let's But that goes into it. The, the injuries, that, that is part of it. That is why this team is not going to win, I don't think, a crown in 2021. Now, maybe 2022, right. when you have a healthy Trinos, we see, is Brendan McKay the real deal? Is he healthy you maybe get Colin Poche back okay now you're maybe cooking with something there and then you see some of those rookies or young prospects make an impression there's still look everybody wants to talk about Honeywell and McClanahan and and Joe Ryan and those are fun names to talk about but there's all question those are question marks look th- those could turn out to be great players we don't know that yet but you know Brent Honeywell Mr. Surgery hasn't pitched since yeah. 2017 Shane McClanahan, meatball McClanahan, you know, we got to give him time and give him a, a tr- but is he ready to start in and give you five, six innings at a clip? You know, Brendan McKay, that's the other thing. Is he really healthy or is he going to have lingering issues? And can he even be, can he even stick at the major leagues without a true out pitch as of right now? Or is he just simply a long relief guy that's going to give you three to four uh, from there? So. I, I need us to, you know, clarify the meatball McClanahan uh, nickname. That's not ours. We saw that on Twitter. And I want us to be clear about that because I do want your buddy to hook us up with a McClanahan uh, guest episode appearance. That'd be great. Yeah, we have a lot of ties in with Shane McClanahan. Yeah. One of my buddies is good friends with him. He's also from Cape Coral, also went to USF, and of course is a member of the Rays and an avid golfer. So we're already best friends already, pretty much. So there we go with that. Look, if, if Trevor Richards has to throw hundred innings in 2021, you ain't winning the world series, right? Like that's gotta be, <laughs> that's gonna be it from, from that perspective. All right, mm. man, we answered a lot of questions. And again, if you send us a question, we will try to answer it in that's one right. form uh, or the other. And I know we went a little bit long today, but Hey, it's the holiday season. We've only got one more episode left before the year is over. So hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, speaking of the holidays, the holidays are about giving. So I'm giving you a hot tip that you could earn some extra cash. The new Locked On Bets podcast is hosted by Lee Sterling of ParamountSports.com. Lee is red hot to start the season, and he shares a lock of the day on every episode. Subscribe to Locked On Bets today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On MLP Prospects. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you on Friday, last show of the year for us. Mm-hmm.